going on everyone this is let's be nerds and they asked me back again to do the intro i'm eric and today we're going to be doing we're going to be talking about sidekicks we've got a great panel today we've got Stephen j we've got gordon we've got carmen and bobby dub both on the same podcast we got them all here right now so let's check in on everybody we got Stephen j how are we doing today I am doing fantastic. This is a wonderful panel, and I can't wait to dive into the world of sidekicks. <laughs> All right. Gordon, how are you doing? I am doing great, and I cannot wait to talk about Bob when I get to talk later. All right. Well, <laughs> I hope you educate us on that one because I have no idea. Uh, Bobby Dub, <laughs> welcome back. Hello, hello. It's good to be back. All right. Lovely Carmen, how are you doing? Doing great, ready and super psyched. Let's go. All right. All right. So as I said, we're doing sidekicks. And I want to throw it to Mr. SJ to start us off. Get it. Well, you guys know I love a good tie-in. And I am tying back to episode number 48, where I talked about Harry Potter. Because we did not get enough Harry Potter content. In that last episode, I... If it appeases the court, I would like to say that Ron and Hermione are the best sidekicks to main character transition we have seen in both book and media. I believe that in the early iterations of the book and of the film, they are the iconic male and female best friends. Mm -hmm. And as somebody who grew up with that same setup, always a male friend, always a female friend, it was we were trio amigos <laughs> i relate to that so much and i think that they did so much justice by the ron and hermione tension but then you kind of questioned was there a harry hermione thing they let a lot of uh tension build and they made it a really nice dynamic but at the end of the day what solved the end of the movie was their resounding friendship and loyalty to each other they became not only were they they weren't riding the coattails they weren't part-time the, the whole way through by the back half of the series you were so engaged in them that they were the main characters and a good side character a good side kick rises to the top and they become a fan favorite and both of those characters accomplished that because you talk to anybody it's not always harry it's ron it's hermione those are the top three that you see mm -hmm. and for me the transformation of the sidekick is so important when they go beyond it's in comic books when robin gets his solo spin-off of batman that's when you know a sidekick made it and i think that harry potter is a perfect example of having sidekicks rise to the cream of the crop they're mm -hmm. on the front and center of every uh, movie poster they're on the artwork for the books i believe that that is truly the two best 
book and cinematic sidekicks that you could ever imagine because they just they have their own following they are iconic and they are loved and you, what what more can you ask for i if i could interject my harry potter one real quick if you'll allow it steve i will I'll i think that after you finish reading the books yes i won't let you live that down to you read them you will disagree with what you just said and say that Neville Longbottom is truly the best side character. Well, especially okay. in the movies, he went from nerd to hunk in a snap. I mean, my gosh, that's real. We're talking <laughs> real life actor. That actor went from oof to oh, I get it. And he had but, the best character development in the book slash movie in my opinion but Gordon we are talking about sidekicks though you, he was very much sidekick to me a sidekick is ride or die origin story like Harry and Ron meeting on the train being best friends that's that is a sidekick that is a secondary character I agree with you that his Longbottom's story overall was magnificent and it was true character development I'm not taking that away what I'm saying is the definition of a sidekick is somebody who is like a plus to the protagonist from the from jump. It's a Dick Grayson. It's a uh, Kara Kent. It's somebody who has been there for a longevity of the story arc. Neville was kind, I mean, and maybe like you, you always love to shame me about my lack of book knowledge, and I understand. Maybe there was parts that I'm missing but neville neville's arc kind of i mean there's people that are convinced that he was the chosen child so his arc is a little bit different than a sidekick he's the the, the prized horse that crosses the finish line like he he would be considered a different archetype in my opinion i think that he falls under something that you know there's maybe foreshadowing within the writing there's hints to it but it's not outright spoken to me a sidekick has to be their like origin story it has to be from the beginning or very close to and neville was kind of that awkward shot he was still in that phase of that character i respect what you're saying but i firmly disagree he just wasn't it he wasn't punching Draco Malfoy in the face. He wasn't taking Harry home on holidays with his parents, and, and he wasn't truly adding to the story in the same capacity that Ron and Hermione were as sidekicks. My humble opinion. I think Before... one way one way that Bobby and I were kind of thinking about, you know, what makes a sidekick versus a secondary character is... A sidekick is somebody who helps propel the plot, the main plot. So it's not that these secondary characters don't have important parts of the story, but they're not propelling the main plot forward, whether it's book, comics, movies, TV shows, etc. Yes. You can look throughout the Harry Potter saga and see at certain points without Ron and Hermione in certain instances that they there would be no forward progression and Neville, although he came through in the end, 100%, it 
he wasn't really there in the defining moments. And I agree with what Bob and Carmen said. I think it's it's somebody that moves the story forward. It's somebody that develops plot and that the main character can fall back on Mm -hmm. consistently throughout the storytelling. You can still have secondary characters who are equally as important to the main plot, not taking anything away from Neville, but at the same time, he didn't help propel it forward. He was just there. Amen. I'll, I'll yield right now. I'll yield as this is not a Harry Potter episode and I will I'm not sorry, go I, deep I will, into the lore of Harry Potter right now. So I will yield for future episodes or future topics where this gets brought up. Alright. All right. I think I'll take that as a W. Um, so, yeah, that's my uh, ideal. I like the format of the trio and writing and film and video games and everything. I like the format of the trio. I like the gender dynamics of, you know, whether it be a female or male protagonist, I like the opposite genders being the sidekicks. I like multiple. And so I think that's why I'm drawn to that. Like, iterations of Batman. I always preferred it when it was Batman, Robin, and Batgirl. I think that there's something to be said about having that on display and that... Mm -hmm pushing there's so much you can do as a story writer as creatively it's just that's the best setup for sidekicks in my opinion and um i gotta stop making the triangle i'm not part of the illuminati um but yeah <laughs> i i yield my case and <laughs> yeah cut the all c and i um but that's what i have to say about sidekicks so i'm ready for who has the next one Gordo. Yeah, I like Gordon. I mean, if I must, <laughs> I feel I'm going to get some hate for my. I guess I have to put in air quotes now, sidekick, because I feel by Steve's dictionary definition, he's not going to think this is a sidekick. Um, but as I said in the intro, my sidekick name is—he's Bob, an agent from Hydra. He is Deadpool sidekick. <laughs> Bob um, first appeared in the in the Deadpool comic book Cable and Deadpool uh, number thirty eight, I believe, May two thousand and seven. Now Bob does not have any superpowers. Bob does not have any training. Bob has the Hydra training of run away and wait for someone important to come that actually has power, and if that doesn't happen, you're dead. Um, so Bob is an average Joe who, for some weird reason, Deadpool, during one of his raids on Hydra, decided, I want to turn one of these people into a good guy and kind of never talks to him and acknowledges him as a sidekick, but he is Deadpool's sidekick as he is always there when Deadpool needs him. He's never helpful. He can't help in any meaningful way as he does not have superpowers and he doesn't have any kind of training to help out in any real situation that isn't driving a car or perhaps carrying an average amount of stuff because he is an average man. <laughs> he is more referred to as a minion of Deadpool that he's kind of, when he's there, forces him to do things, makes him just do the grunt work, I guess you could say. <laughs> so... I don't know if um, 
by the dictionary definition as we were just given by Steve that this would count as a super or sidekick. But I feel like he does because Bob is relatable. But <laughs> to and that's throw... maybe why he's there is because you need somebody to give that like human element so that the readers have somebody else that they can kind of like, hey, I could be that person. I could be Bob. And as Carmen had added, that it's about driving the plot. And mm -hmm. it sounds like Bob, if nothing more, was a comedic element to the plot to get it to its final destination. So I think that does follow yeah, with our I definition. Agree. Well, I'm happy it does. And um, I am definitely didn't pull up the Wikipedia article halfway through that to find out something to make sure. He 110%, he 110 traveled the multiverse with Doctor Strange and Deadpool to, well, like, yeah. to, uh, to stop T-Ray's novice magic. Because the dimensions were damaged by T-Ray's novice magic. And I just feel like an average Joe just decided, I don't got plans this weekend. <laughs> I'm going to go to a new dimension. And one of... Uh, I guess a little more background on Bob, why he worked for Hydra is because his wife pressured him to find a steady paycheck. Sounds about right. So, I, I love that. I do love that. I love that for Bob. So Bob is Bob every man. Woman. Bob is every man that may or may not be married. Okay, I, I get it. So Bob, well, Let's, the real question is, is how many like issues of the comic book was he featured in? Like, is he recurring where he's in, you know, a 12, because 12 issue run is one season. Is mm -hmm. he in like eight? Is he in one? Is he, I want to know what his billing is. I want to know how, often how many he episodes is. he's been in. Yeah. I mean, even if it's, it's just to carry the bags, like. I, if he's just driving the Uber to the airport for Deadpool, I, I that counts. Without him getting that Uber. <laughs> I'm here for it. He has, real quick, just because I have a rough number without an actual number, he was in about 25 issues so far okay. since 2007 when he first debuted. Okay. Oh, that's respectable. That's 2007 with run. Cable yeah. and Deadpool yeah. number 38. His last That's showing incredible. as of right now was something to be um, out or released in 2016 was his last showing. It doesn't have a name in the sources cited. But that is okay. at a quick glance. He's been about 25. I wonder if he's going to show up in Deadpool 3. I hope he does. I would That'd love be cool. it. cool. It'd be like a callback or whatever. That'd be cool. I was I, I was thinking I don't uh, I'm not as familiar with the comics so you know I'm just kind of getting acclimated with with the idea of Bob um, <laughs> in Deadpool two the movie when he did X Force who is that like regular guy that ended up joining I, what I think that was Bob I think he was Bob okay I want to oh. make sure because I I I thought he was and then I was looking on IMDb while you guys were discussing and I just wasn't seeing it. He wasn't uh, a notable enough character. I think he is Bob, and by the way he it is sounding. I mean, he, he had screen time and, and lines. He had lines, yeah. And it's just not showing here, which kind of bums me out. Um, Wait, Marvel movies fandom. Bob, did he have a helmet? 
Yes. Yes. Because he, he ended up they're, they're in, the, uh, in the wood chipper. Um, that. Was... <gasps> they're calling him Bob on the on like the wiki. The one that think, was it that was... got eaten by the wood chipper isn't. Um, wasn't that? No, I don't remember which one that was. I think they called another one Bob, no, the one that Peter. survived everything. That was Peter. Peter, a seemingly mild-mannered, slightly overweight, middle-aged man with no mutant powers who merely showed up because he saw the ad for the crew. <laughs> right. It was Peter. Right. <laughs> and I thought that maybe maybe if it wasn't Bob, like his actual name was Bob, I was wondering if they drew the inspiration for Peter. Uh, as Carmen's showing the picture of Peter. His superhero pose. Okay. Wait, I'm getting a different one. Hold on. Let me. How do I? How do I? God. You're getting the guy in the Hydra outfit, right? All right. Can you guys see? Wait, camera. I'm not used to it. Yes, yes. So that's that's the guy he pulled aside. They're, they're saying that Deadpool killed all of Ajax's soldiers except for Bob. Bob was surprised to see him, and Deadpool said he had oh, not seen him Friday. since. It's yep. Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Bob was knocked unconscious and dragged away. He asked about his wife and kids. And to your credit, Gordon, you do. According to Wiki or whatever, you win this because they credit him as a sidekick. As a sidekick. <laughs> In the trivia section of the Wiki, they credit <laughs> him as a sidekick. So you win by your godforsaken Wikipedia pages. <laughs> Wikipedia is the best source of information. I refuse to dis I refuse for anyone to tell me I'm wrong on that. I love it. I use Wikipedia. I, I do too. I just don't yeah, I mean know. I think everybody does. But sure. no, that was awesome though. That was pretty good. All right, Bob or Carmen? <laughs> who has? Who wants to go next? Rock paper scissors. <laughs> you go. <laughs> um, okay, so I thought a lot about sidekicks, and I too was kind of confused at, uh, you know, what would qualify as one. So I picked like three, and then if, I'll just name them, and then if I get like a hard no, then I'll jump to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I like the elimination. <laughs> so, uh, the the first one that came to mind when I think of like, you know, awesome sidekicks, I'm going to go to Rogue One and go with K2SO as the best sidekick in all of Star Wars. Uh, he is the droid that I would like to have on any adventure. I dig it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and I will, I will, uh, you know, take the Pepsi challenge that he is the best droid in all of Star Wars. He was the tall boy, right? Yeah. The one that just kind of <laughs> threw her into the back of the uh, transport and just said, with the, "We're here to rescue uh, you." Yes, with the British accent. Yeah, he was great. I I like that. I'll agree with you there. Yeah, yeah. I just um, you know, when you think about Rogue One, um, it's actually one of my favorite in in the whole Star Wars franchise and but it's kind of a heavy movie right mm -hmm. it's it's like yeah. a real war film mm -hmm. like it's it's showing what's going on like uh the Empire has its hold on the galaxy and you know they're building the Death Star and the rebels are trying to figure out what's going on and it's just a lot of people are dying left and right and it's just not bad times but then you have k2so who really lightens the whole movie in what would otherwise be a very, very dark film. 
it it really was and yeah uh, i don't know about for you guys but for me that was kind of a slow burn of a movie the first time i watched it i yeah. hated it but then the more i watched it and i more i realized the movie i was like yeah this is perfect <laughs> uh, I, I liked it from the get-go uh but again k2so was just a huge thing i was like i love this character he is pretty and, uh, you know. Everybody dies. They're like, no, I can't like this movie. <laughs> like, literally, <laughs> again, everybody dies. Again, spoiler, and, you know, again, a heavy film, but that team wouldn't have got along or gotten as far uh, as they did without K2SO, yeah. you know, kind of bringing up the rear. Hey, you need, uh, you need uh, some grenades thrown? He's got you. You need to hack into an Imperial mainframe? He's got you. You know, uh, <laughs> You need to like uh, pose as a pose as a non-programmed, uh, you know, Imperial droid. He's got you. Like you know, oh, you need to fly a ship. Got. You. I mean, he does everything. <laughs> he doesn't sit around and be like, R two, R two. What are we gonna do? You know, he's just kind of spin in a circle. Yeah. That's it. He's like, he's like, well, I guess I'll just save the day again. You're welcome. <laughs> With his naughty British accent. Right. And so I think you know. I rest my case at this point. <laughs> Greatest droid in Star Wait, Wars canon. Hold on, Bob. I don't mean to pull this out of you, but I want to do... You said you had three. Obviously, I won't, that's a hit. Can we hear <laughs> the other two and then have it be our Spotify poll for the week? Of, of which one's out, the best one? Out of, out of the three that you brought to the table, which one do they think is the strongest sidekick? Would you? Would that be okay with you uh, sure i have i have no problem with that uh the next one uh would be i was gonna go with uh dr henry jones senior from indiana jones in the last crusade uh, um <laughs> what steven's face just was like <gasps> uh, this is this is a good poll this is gonna be a good <laughs> um because again uh the Last Crusade is my favorite movie and series, and it's also one of my. It's in. It's always battling Back to the Future for my favorite film of all time. So they're just like right here, next mm -hmm. to one another, and you know what, uh, Doctor Jen Senior brings to that script is really amazing because again, uh, you know, he brings humor, he brings reassurance, he brings wisdom charisma it, it, it yes and just devilishly handsome if i may he brings <laughs> with one word illumination yes you missed you missed the line <laughs> thank you thank You're you welcome. so much um <laughs> i think there's anywho, a nice way to say that <laughs> you missed the line I, I so, so uh, again how yeah. he brings the uh story along and it's you know and in his scene stealing uh quality you know i think it also makes a good sidekick overall because just going back to the opening remarks of the show is sometimes the sidekick can be just as viable or as important to the film now of course he's not uh henry jones senior is not in the first two but you know he helps conclude the story and if if the producers would have chose to end the series with that movie it would have been a, a perfect send-off and was for decades mm -hmm. I, yeah i agree no that's a, that's a good you're making this you're, you're gonna make this be tough i want to hear number three bobby because i think it's gonna be good 
Uh, well, uh, again, I felt like the safe bet would be Luigi or Mario and Luigi. Okay. All right. <laughs> and, All right. you know, what, what can you not say about Luigi? I mean, he's always backing Mario up. Um, you know, he usually... Uh, Mario is shorter. Luigi is taller. So, you know, at surface level, he can get things off of higher shelves. Yes. He can jump a little bit higher. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's and Luigi's pretty badass in Mario Kart. So he's the best at Mario Kart. And Mario Party, he's not bad. Mm -hmm. Like he's mm -hmm. he he had he adds something to the team. And he's not after Peach. He has Daisy. So there's mm -hmm. no like rivalry friendship. That's right. A, right. It's, it's just like situation. It's a straight bros. Yes. It's like you got your girl, I got my girl, and we're gonna save them together and we're gonna we're gonna figure this shit out. That's a good. That's a good one. I like that one. He was one of the better characters in Mario Tennis, by the way. Oh, oh no yeah. shit! Yeah, I never got to play Mario Tennis. Was it actually like fun? It was a life changing game. No, really. <laughs> <laughs> one of the reasons why I actually played tennis in high school. No shit. <laughs> nice. I love it. I love it. Um. Well. Carmen, not to cut you off, we're going to take a quick ad break and we will be right back and then we're going to hear from you and then Eric is going to give us his controversial sidekick. Internet privacy and internet security are two very hot button issues. Any active user of the internet understands that you are always taking a risk. Whether it be your private Wi-Fi at home or a public Wi-Fi connection, you are always at risk for somebody potentially hacking and breaching your data. That's why we here at Speakeasley Productions and Let's Be Nerds have partnered with NordVPN. We believe the services that they offer are of tremendous value. We believe they have a customer-focused service regarding your internet security and your internet privacy and we support them 100%. If you click the link in the description box below, you can see the services that we are able to offer to our listeners through NordVPN at somewhat of a discount in order to better secure your internet experience. Help us support the show and support NordVPN and the incredible work that they're doing by clicking that link down below. All right, we're back from that ad read. And now we're going to hear from Carmen about her sidekick. Get it. <laughs> so initially, when we were talking last week and uh, thinking about the topic, I had one that came to my head like literally immediately. And then I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't know if this one's really a sidekick so much as he might be actually part of a dynamic duo. But the first one that came to mind that I thought about was Vincent Vega from Pulp Fiction, played by John Travolta. And then the more I was thinking about it, of being a duo and not necessarily a sidekick, um, it's just because him between him and Jules, like, you know, they both equally had important storylines. I don't know. I, I'm, I, I think Vincent Vega could be a sidekick because in the scene where he's interacting with Jules, Jules is taking the lead. Well, yeah, in that one scene, like the iconic scene that everybody thinks about and knows from Pulp Fiction, where Sam Jackson is, you know, doing the Bible verse or the fake Bible verse, you know, the Ezekiel 25, 17. Uh, 
yeah, Vincent Vega isn't doing anything there. But then I thought about but you th- if if anything, actually, between the two of them, Vincent Vega may actually be the main character and Sam Jackson Jules might be the sidekick because there's more independent scenes with Vince Vega with like Mia, Mrs. Mia Wallace, when they're, you know, at Jackrabbit Slims and they're having the twist contest and he's saving her with a shot of adrenaline through her chest and they're dancing yeah. to Neil Diamond. Like Jules didn't have any of that. He didn't have any solo scenes. True. Um, but you also have to think too that scene in Pulp Fiction is split up. You know, it opens the movie and then it closes the film. It does. So, you know, when you put those two together. He's a bookend, yeah. He's opening and closing, yeah. Yeah, so that's a big scene. And again, you know. But then again, he also is the one that saves everybody at the cafe, too. When they're getting, (laughs) when they're getting, uh, when it's the, you know, everybody be cool as a story. If it wasn't for Sam Jackson's character, he's the one that got them to, to to chill and to be cool and got everybody you know he just wanted his wallet back but he essentially saved the day right but they wouldn't have ended up at that diner if it wasn't for vincent vega shooting marvin in the face <laughs> and then they uh you this know duo. Yeah, if it wasn't for one or the other so it's not really a sidekick so that's why i have a backup sidekick but i i but i have to i have to give i think bob's trying to point out that i think it's kind of what you heard brought into the conversation earlier is that they start out as the side and then there's i was talking over a franchise but i think what happened that you're describing is over a movie like one singular movie so i think that maybe that's what bob's getting at is that like this person came in as a side and that's kind of the first impression that i got was that and then by the end of the movie you kind of real you you appreciate their dynamic together and whether where i said hermione and ron didn't come full circle until the final books final movies true i think what bob was getting at is by the end they had their full growth throughout the movie like the bookends Mm -hmm. and they had the whole yeah it came came together it did come full circle when you watch but the first time watching it i don't i didn't expect that no you know and that's the good progression of a good sidekick. And I feel like that's one of the good things about the whole entire Tarantino movie in general is, like, there is no one set main character. Mm-hmm. Every person's plot is an important part of the story. They're all intertwined mm-hmm. and, and they rely on one another. So there are big name actors in this movie, but yet they're not all the star of the movie. Right. And and that's why when you came to me, you know, a couple of days prior and you said that that's who you were thinking about, I thought it was a great one. Thank you. I had a backup in case it wasn't an actual sidekick. <laughs> hit, the back, hit us with the backup. Hit us with the backup. Uh, because I'm a product of the 90s and I, it's, it is what it is. I can't help it. And so older generation, I'm going with Screech from Saved by the Bell oh. as the comedic relief. Again, not part of the main story, but he helps propel the story forward. He was, you know, the... Uh, the 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 fool you know that everybody kind of was like i guess he's here he's just gonna crack jokes and give the one-liners but by the end of the entire series after they had gone through not just the main saved by the bell but then they had the beach house you know the summer series and they had gone to college um i think he became he he came full circle as well too from being the sidekick so everybody else kind of dropped off and screech was the only one that came back 
after the college years he came back there was a new save by the new about the new class and i think he came back on the new class as well too so he's the only character that really kind of continued the longevity of the brand funny best friend is a very good side character it's a very a good side, side character sidekick. yeah sidekick, sidekick. Yeah. yeah and but he had his own stories he had his own episodes that were dedicated to him and it was he had his thing. time Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they call that like B or C plots. It's like, yeah, it's not the main arc of the episode, but it's a B plot. It's a C plot. It's and you get fans invested in characters like that and they come yeah. back for those characters. For and those characters. Makes yeah. them relevant. That's kind of the hallmark. Thing. The hallmark of being a sitcom in general is the episode previous. You really didn't need to know what happened on the previous episode to watch the next episode. So whatever happened on the previous episode didn't matter if it didn't involve Screech. He was still there. Exactly. Unless it was the finale. That's the right. only time I think you ever needed to know anything is with the <laughs> final episode. The final Other than episode. That, you could watch him and it didn't really matter the order. It was all right. just good comedy, good fun, good yeah. Just the hallmarks of a good sitcom oh, in general. I like it. That's Okay. All right. She also had one. She actually surprised me with Screech. That was not who she said to me uh, or what she said to me. No, I had Literally a couple minutes before we recording. So I'm going to put her on the spot to talk about Bill. the one that she had told me as well. Well, because I guess life uh, finds a way. I was going to go with Dr. Ian Malcolm from the original Jurassic Park as being Ooh. the sidekick. Again, 90s product. I'm a product of the 90s. I'm sorry. I'm hitting your older demographic don't, right now. Don't. Ever apologize. Don't apologize. That's. <laughs> but he's another one that started as, I think, the side character. He wasn't the main character of the original Jurassic Park. He was there, not for comedic relief necessarily, but he was there for witty banter. He was kind of the yin to the yang of um, the... the um, Again, what would have been a very heavy movie. What could have been a very mm -hmm. heavy movie, correct. But by the time you get through the original you know, Jurassic Park legacy, then you're into the new Jurassic Park or Jurassic World legacies. He has now come from being that side character. He's the main character. He's the one that is continuing the namesake of Jurassic Park. So if it wasn't for Dr. Ian Malcolm, we wouldn't still have the Jurassic Park. He was the lead have. in The Lost World, which was Correct. the original sequel. Well, I think that's where he actually Got, went from being that side sidekick to main character. That's that was his turning point. That movie specifically. That was his redemption song. I love it. That, but that's what it's all about. That's the the ultimate sidekick that can kind of carry on. It's it's again. They propel the plot, yeah. And it goes to when Batman died. Robin put on the mantle. I know that's yeah. but that's the easy. And I'm so glad no one picked that. <laughs> Eric <clears throat> uh, but like it's such an easy trope but like when you really think about it that's the first thing everyone calls back to but mm -hmm. it, it carries a comic book series it carries a TV show it carries characters like that are so dynamic that it moves it forward and it can do a whole spin-off franchise however many years years later and it's and it's not yeah it's not just for comic books either as you know we're talking about tv shows and movies and mm -hmm. and comic and they're not all comic related you know is they're not all these fan like there are fandoms but it, it it's not all the same genre so to speak so a sidekick can translate across different mediums and different genres yes absolutely i agree all right, Eric, I'm ready for you to rattle us with your controversial pick or picks. All right. Well, I, I do believe mine might fall a little bit short of the goal here. 
But That's mine, funny. I picked from uh, probably one of my more most favorite Tom Hanks movies from back in the day, and it is Wilson the Volleyball. From <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, he, so Wilson brought humor, emotional support, yeah, and uh, and, and his end in Wilson's uh, loss in the film, yes, uh, evoked emotion. That, so exactly. uh, I I call it an instant win there. Instant win. Yeah. If he didn't win an, if he didn't win an Emmy for that performance, my God. Yeah, that was so rigged. Whenever he got snuffed for best supporting actor, like that was <laughs> ridiculous. Hollywood bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wilson, he he did embody. You know, he was the true man, um, manifestation of um, Chuck Newman's intellect. You know, every every emotion he was having, he he Wilson personified that. He he made that come to life so that uh, Tom Hanks's character could rationalize that and have a conversation with himself to work through everything he was going with from being alone to figuring out how to get off the island to everything you know even he was even created just from anger and frustration whenever he was trying to make a fire and he stabbed the crap out of his hand and palmed the volleyball and threw him off and you know uh at that point he really needed somebody and he just so happened to have made that somebody at his lowest point well not his lowest point there was another low point in the movie but they don't actually cover it uh and I think that's a forbidden topic, but still, uh, <laughs> that's why I went with Wilson. You know, I, I racked my brain for hours. I was like, I could pick Robin, but I'm not really a DC fan. And he's just, he's the most blatantly obvious sidekick in the whole sure. world. Like I didn't want to cover that topic. So I went with Wilson, the volleyball, because yes, he was one of my most favorite. It was one of my most favorite movies as a kid growing up. And I don't know why, sure. but it was, it was good. It's it was really movie. good. Yeah, and and some may call that con a controversial pick. I call it clever. So again, bravo <laughs> to you, Eric. Yeah, it's just the the controversial thing was he's not a real person, and some That's people will argue. It propels, it yeah. propels the story forward. It propels the plot. If you didn't have Wilson to bounce those things off of, you wouldn't have had Tom Hanks be able to act out his one man show. You wouldn't exactly. have understood the emotions. Yeah, he, he needed that voice of reason, the logic. His and logical side was Wilson. And can we give kudos to Tom Hanks? Not that he doesn't get enough, oh, but man. I mean, he literally acted He's... to a volleyball. Yeah, and yeah. and and you he felt you it. felt that emotion. He felt everything. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Hanks is good. Yeah, He's icon. really good. He did icon movie. Somebody who I uh, have no reservations. Like I will pay full ticket price. I will go see if he does. And I Anything. think it does come from a lot. That era of his career was. Those are the gold years for him. Yeah. And, and I grew, grew up with that. And yeah. But I have to give you credit, Eric. I was, <laughs> when you said controversial, I was not taking it that direction. And I see why you could say it is controversial. But I think, like Bob said, I think that's a, a very clever, it's a very unique pick. And I, I, I get it. I get Covers it. the basis. I like him. Yeah. I was going to say, it's not. Because even though he may not be human, neither is K2SO. Correct. Yeah. I mean, but he does have artificial intelligence. Can it don't matter. He's still not yeah. a real. Pe he's not a real person. So, so. can Wilson I mean, if you believe hard. Ron, Ron and her. <laughs> he's not real like Ron and Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm waiting on my letter. Let me <laughs> let me get it. <laughs> 
Yeah. I like I, Wilson. That's a good one. That's I a really good that, one. I, yeah, I think that that was a solid pick, Eric. Thank you. Agree. And like, I had no real preparation for this, so <laughs> I just figured I'd throw it out there, get the shock value out of it, and yeah, it seemed to carry itself. So that worked. <laughs> I didn't actually have to prepare anything for the first time ever. <laughs> I didn't even watch the movie. <laughs> oh my. Well, does anyone else have anything they want to add to the subject of sidekicks before we send it off? Yes, 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 yes. I just have one question. One quick question. One quick question for you, Steve, because you said that Robin was the obvious choice. Which Robin is the obvious choice, Steve? Out of the many Robins, which Robin? Dick Grayson, Grayson specifically. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Question is over. That's all I wanted. I just wanted a specific <laughs> Robin because there's multiple Robins. You can't just say Robin and then not specify the Robin because there are multiple Robins. Because Robin is a mantle and not just a character. Like yes, 007. But I, but I think that yeah. based on the people that listen to this show, most people assume like from the Burt Ward era to the Batman and Robin era that it would be Dick Grayson. I would say that that's I, I think a lot of our fans do know the different but different mantles that have been held, but I would say the most common and the most oversaturated would be Dick Grayson. But I don't uh, disagree with you there. I just wanted to just wanted to <coughs> specify that's all for my own. I want to say that's something. Fun. I want to say yes. something. I want I want to <laughs> shake it all up. Uh, speaking of sidekicks, uh, Wong is sidekicking the whole MCU right now. He's not the sidekick. He's the main character. (laughs) (laughs) But it's this progression. He went from sidekick Bob to main. Yeah. Yeah. And he's in everything. He's in everything, but he doesn't have his own movie yet. Right. He will. Give it time. If I was was dropped in the MCU and I needed like to pick. Oh, I don't want to say that. <laughs> That'll be a future episode. That, that was a teaser for the finale. Um, I'm just gonna say I love I love Wong. I love Wong. Who doesn't love uh, Wong? Yeah, he is. He is. Everyone is. God damn it, Eric! My <laughs> <laughs> internet's faster than yours, Gordon. Could <laughs> it yeah, break from is, the start? That is an honorable mention for sure, and I it think is. I really hope he is going to be moved up to main character. More than he already has, without spoilers. I'm yes. with you. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, ooh so I got I another question that, for everyone. That was burning deep in my soul. <laughs> that is a good, that's a good one, though. I got another question for everyone. We're, um, we're going to use, as the only reference material, No Way Home. What Spider-Man right. was the main character, and what Spider-Mans were the sidekicks? Top Toby Maguire. <laughs> Please, Tom discuss. Holland, number one Spider-Man in that one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with yeah. Tom Holland. Tom Holland was number one on that one. On that, I one. don't, I don't agree. I, I'm not saying he's. The I'm using reference only from No Way Home, not like including the other movies. Just like excluding, like you take No Way Home, you throw it in its own little pile. You don't take any other outside resources from that individual movie. Who played uh, the I, sidekick I, from the Spider Man's? Oh, who played the sidekick? Andrew Garfield was broken. And there's no shame in that, but he was his he was representing a broken Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Tom Holland can't really be considered main. 
he he was still growing and developing. Like we He's we, being reviewed, we we reviewed this, so we can talk about it. But like him choosing to do what he did and the memory and every yes was the film a tom holland film yes but who was the main character in that film it was toby mcguire spider-man because he represents he i don't know i think that he, he represents the, the experience the age and the experience and the wisdom and of what, what it's like to be spider-man and what they could Without, uh, with acknowledging what he had lost, with also acknowledging what he had and what he was going home to. Uh And I think that he was the one to emulate, if that makes sense. Yeah, I feel that. Interesting, interesting. Okay. I was curious what everyone would say. I mean, I I just thought of it. (laughs) Did Tom Holland get the biggest check? Probably. (laughs) Like, we're not talking about that. Oh, you know damn well he did not get the biggest check. I I bet Toby Maguire got the biggest check. You think? I think they either got very similar or he got a fairly large one for well, I guess bringing him out. He probably got he probably got paid by Sony and Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One check, two checks, two checks. He double dipped. And final final question. Final question for everyone. Now, this is more, a, I, I think, of an your own ethical, or whatever you want to call it, dilemma in your own heart. Do you think Tony Hawk is a side character, a sidekick, or a main character? Tony Hawk, like the Tony Hawk. The Tony Hawk. The one that you would look at and go, you look like Tony Hawk. You can't, you couldn't <laughs> oh be him. God. You know. In is real he? Life, he's a sidekick. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> he, but like he so that. is. He's. You will recognize him if he's on TV. You'll recognize him. If he were to walk up to you, you cannot tell me you'd recognize that man. <laughs> um, again, being the uh, oldest person in the room here, if Tony Hawk were to walk up the street, I would notice him right away because. He was a god. I think it depends on the That's generations fair. more than anything. Interesting. It's like for it... the younger generations, we're probably not going to recognize him, and we're probably like, "Hey, you get Tony Hawk guy." Mm-hmm. But but if you pick Tony Hawk as a character in Pro Skater, you're a cop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're a cop. Challenge yourself. I or somebody. As the youngest one in this group of folks here, I always make sure to stay up to date on what Tony Hawk looks like. So by any rare chance I see him in public, I can recognize him. Oh, respect. <laughs> respect. So I'm not like, going to be hey, caught Tony. slacking. I feel like, hey, Tony. Get, like, N64 graphic face. What? <laughs> what? Hey, Tony, what's your subway order today? Like, <laughs> What are you doing at our insert work name here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah, I don't lie. I'm trying to think of another funny. uh... God, I had a Disney one and I lost it. Oh, I know a Disney one. (laughs) No, Disney's the villain. Disney's fully the villain. We're not talking about the mouse. We're talking about no, the company. There was there was two because I was like googling uh, '90s sidekicks because I wanted to like keep it in the '90s scene. 
and two big ones that came up was Genie from Aladdin and uh, Mushu from Milan. Shame on you. Shame on your family. Shame on your cow. I, I, <laughs> I, I love Mushu with all my heart. Yeah, and he it was criminal that he was not included in the live action reboot, whatever the hell that was. Criminal. It wasn't half bad, but I did miss him. Criminal. Yeah. Jail. 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 Um, Dishonor. <laughs> Dishonor on your cow. <laughs> Dishonor on your movie. <laughs> um, I would say one thing. What is the best female sidekick? Because I had Hermione, which was which was pretty good. But like, what is the best female sidekick that we know of? It's like funny um, and can do all the things. Like I mean, Hermione punched Draco, so that won her crown. All right, Carmen, and is that Bob's hand up too? Nope, it's mine. Oh, it's oh just Carmen, me. Carmen, just me. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Beyonce as Foxy Cleopatra from Austin Powers for five hundred dollars. Nailed it! <laughs> Nailed it! Immediately, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If you want to talk Powers about a strong female character. It was a sidekick. She was a sidekick. She kicked ass and took names. Okay. Then we've covered all our bases because you're right. That that is it. That shuts it down. (laughs) Yeah. Check and mate. Harley Quinn. Boo. (laughs) Fuck you all. (laughs) No, I'm sorry, man. If, if, if Margot Robbie puts on that costume one more fucking time, I'm talking about the old ones, not the new, not the new one that looks like I'm not gonna say now, so we don't get canceled. Um, not, not the garbage that is the new Harley Quinn look, comic book Harley Quinn, like the black and the red. Yes, black and wet red. You lost me. I was worried about you canceling us. Sorry, I wasn't listening. You said sidekicks. I just said Harley Quinn. Like the actual animated and comic book version of Harley Quinn is iconic, is forever, and is truly a female femme fatale. 100%. Margot Robbie thing is a sham on the comedian Arlene Sorkin from the 90s, who was a pioneer in 90s comedy. The character was based off of this whole Margot Robbie sexualized thing is pissing me off. But listen, Margot Robbie is not the enemy. Oh she's no, no, not, no. She's not bad. She's just it's, drawn that way. It's the studios. Yeah. It's the studios. Yeah. Yeah. And two two points for who framed Roger Rabbit reference. I'm hitting all the old nobody here knows exactly anything of what I just said. I, I I'm just sitting right here. I'm sitting right here. I no, I did not catch it at first. I get it. I'm Jessica Rabbit. Rabbit, yes. Yes. Oh my. I love it. All right, Eric. One any last sidekick, honorable mention, anything we got from you? Uh since we were talking, uh I did think about it, but Samwise Gamgee has to get an honorable mention from me. Uh, yeah. The should have been main character of the Lord of the Rings movies. Round of but... applause. Yeah. Literally carried John Aston. John Literally carried the entire thing yeah. on his back. Carried yeah. the future, their future on his back. On his back. 
That is a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. That and I don't know why I didn't pick him, but I thought Wilson was better. But <laughs> Honor, no. honorable mention. Yeah, honorable mention by me. I'm gonna throw Samwise Gamsy out there. Very cool. All right, guys. Well, I think that if we are all out of things to add, I think it's time to wrap this episode up. I want to thank Gordon, Eric, Bob, Carmen. I want to thank you all for being here for the 49th episode of Let's Be Nerds. It's amazing to be able to say that. And I can't wait, and I hope I'll see you guys in the 50th. Um, We are wrapping let's be nerds up for a little bit of a pause we're going to be ending on episode 50 and i hope that we will see you the listener there as we celebrate two seasons and 50 wonderful episodes thank you for listening thank you for supporting our sponsors please join the discord server because it's not going anywhere and that's where you can stay up to date on our upcoming projects with that being said I'll see you in the next one. Our last two sponsors of the day are Audible and CodeMonkey. Audible is a wonderful application in which you are able to combine your love of audiobooks and your love of podcasts all in one streamlined place. I have been using Audible for about two months now, and I have to say, the experience has been tremendous. I have found that being somebody that's constantly on the go, having one generalized place to find all of my entertainment, whether I'm traveling in the car or listening at work, it has really made my life a little bit easier because I can find everything I'm looking for in one spot and I'm never missing out. I'm staying on top of current things, current events with my podcasts, and I'm making progress on the books that I want to read. We here at Speakeasley Productions and Let's Be Nerds are proud to offer you a 30-day trial with a free credit. All you have to do is click the link in the description box below and you can sign up now and try it for yourself. Let us know what you think because we're pretty proud of this program. CodeMonkey is a very important application. We all know that children are the future, and CodeMonkey is taking that very seriously. With programs for both parents and teachers, this is a fun, interactive way for children to learn coding while gaming. Yes, you heard that right, coding. Teach them young and help them prepare for their future careers in this ever-changing technology environment. CodeMonkey is first in its class in its fun and educational software. We would love for you to give it a try. The link for the the link for it will be in the description box below. And please let us know what you think. I am extremely proud to work with them because I believe that they have a very similar vision that I, I and my co-host share. Children are the future and we need to educate them and get them better prepared for the job market ahead. With that being said, thank you Audible and thank you CodeMonkey for making this podcast possible. Let's Be Nerds is hosted and executive produced by Gordon Bryant and me, Stephen J. McLean. 
Let's Be Nerds is a production of Speakeasy Productions. Our social media manager is Kylie Gregg. Our managing producer and co-host is Lizette Ayala. Today's guest host was Robert Van Jacobs. You can follow him on all social media platforms at Bobby Dub Music. To keep up with the latest on Let's Be Nerds, join our Discord server linked in the description box below. Follow us on Instagram at Let's Be Nerds Pod or find us on Twitter at Let's the Letter B Nerds. Mm-hmm.